0: And you're going to put the intro in, right? Yep. Okay. Ladies, grab your coffee, stilettos, and hop on the Hot Mess Express. Hey, 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 Hot Mess family. Welcome back. All right. So as you all know, we're slowly but surely getting these episodes out to you. It's exciting but nerve-wracking as we do each episode. So stick with us. I'm loving it. Hopefully you're loving it too. Um, so today I have a special guest with us. Um, she is a very, very good friend of mine. She's near and dear to my heart. And she's going to be sitting with me. We're going to be asking her some crazy questions, uh, getting her crazy answers in this uh, episode. So... um. Just going back looking at the last episodes and listening to them, you can tell maybe you not me so much or maybe you can't, but I can um the difference in your the difference in in my um attitude and and mood throughout the whole thing you can tell when I'm nervous so. I'm letting you guys know this as it's a vulnerable aspect for me. And today I I put that out there because our guest is um, right there. It's our first time on a podcast. So know that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be a hot mess. Um, Okay, so let me put you into the framework of kind of what we're talking about today and why uh, we're talking about it and how it includes uh, Brie. So Brie, welcome. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you um in early 2000s now we're going to age ourselves here for a hot minute in the early 2000s uh you know that I got married stationed in California uh prior to getting married um the boyfriend slash fiance at the time uh easygoing happy affectionate person and then the boy and I say boy because he is not a man. Um, I married. Legit was none of those things, right? So from the night that we said I do up until many years later, and I'm going to say even currently, <clears throat> um, he's angry, unhappy, controlling, abusive in more ways than one. Um, and so you were there for a good portion of that. And so part of the reason that I bring Bree on is I kind of want to give you guys an outsider's perspective on kind of what I went through and then now fast forwarding it to 23 years later um Brie and I reconnecting and how Brie sees the difference um in me and the difference in the situation and how I handle things and and what what goes through my mind and so Bree is she is a phenomenal wife she's a phenomenal mother um she's a proud veteran um She's the wife of a first responder, so you guys all know that's my that's my heart, um, and not not putting uh, any more emphasis other than freaking amazing. She is a beautiful friend, so so yeah. So all right, Brie. Okay, when I met you, I was pregnant, right? right. Um, I was living in a nightmare, and your beautiful soul saw me, and we became instant friends instant. So do you remember the day that we met?
1: I remember you coming to work for me <laughs> in the supply office.
0: <laughs> oh, how roles have changed. <laughs> oh Yes,
1: very. <laughs> um, yeah, you you were just you were shining. I mean, you were just a good person. I could tell immediately. I could tell in some aspects you were reserved. Hadn't quite gotten to that level yet. The military level? Yes. But, um, yeah, I do remember. So while becoming friends,
0: you, in the beginning, remember you, you know, you just said, you know, you were shining. So as I became more comfortable around you and started working for you, what are some of the changes that you saw? Uh, and again, I know I'm aging you and we're going back 20 <laughs> some odd years, but was a while best ago. of your recollection... <laughs>
1: Um, you were, you were more reserved then than you are now for sure. You were in a shell. You were timid. You were, you still had a big heart, but you just, I don't think you knew how to filter that out. Maybe because of the things going on at home that I didn't quite know about during Mm -hmm. the initial time that we spent together. So, I mean... I know there was something there, but, you know.
0: At what point do you think that you saw it really dramatic, dramatically change uh, for me?
1: Like in the positive or the, or the, the negative? negative? Mm-hmm. Almost, you know, we started hanging out outside of work. Um, and I know you came to me because you were having some marital issues and you mm-hmm. confided in me. Um And as your sergeant at the time, because I had to take on that role, I needed to figure out how I could help you and assist you. Um, It was almost, I would say, about a month into our friendship, maybe. I recognized that there were some issues at home. Um, I don't know that you were too totally comfortable talking about it yet. So it came in little small increments um but i was starting to piece it together fairly fast and i knew you needed some help
0: so do you remember the um gosh was it was it the halloween party at my house or what was it it was a party at my house do you, you did have
1: a party at your house yes okay. yes that was the first time i witnessed firsthand not just from what you were telling me but witnessed firsthand what you were going through so i don't remember what type of gathering you yeah, had it was something it was either Halloween or Thanksgiving where you had invited me yep. over yep. um and I could I I definitely saw firsthand at that time what you were experiencing
0: so what is so for me that party stands out um a lot when when I go back and I think about my traumas so again what I I know it's a long time ago and and we all have certain aspects where we kind of compartmentalize things that happened. But what during that did you notice or did you see firsthand that you were like, what is going on?
1: I saw Jeff's anger. Um, And being that I was once in a position similar to yours, I won't go into it. um, I recognized it. Um, he was very abusive in his mentality towards you. And I could tell that you were, again, timid and scared to be in that relationship.
0: So one of the things that I shared in my last episode was, or one of my last episodes, was the amount of how much um, mental and emotional abuse is actually sometimes worse than the physical Mm -hmm. right um now in in this particular relationship uh it was all right i think that was the first time in my whole life where it was like all encompassing um so that night at the party the conversation that you had with him was um one that stuck out because that was the, the you actually came to me the next day and you're like what the hell because he said, um, she's getting out, mm-hmm. and she's going to be a stay-at-home
1: Yes, mom. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, and I did come to you about that. I believe, if I remember correctly, I expressed my feelings towards that with him and said, I don't think that that's a very good idea with the position that you two are in. I believe that she needs to maintain her career um, for her own benefit and for the benefit of your marriage if you choose to stay in this relationship. Mm
0: -hmm. So the reason I bring that up is because so in the last year, you know, doing growth and healing and, and for me personally, mentally and deep within, people say certain things because you hang out with the five people that you want to be the most right that you want to be influenced by the most and and you start um, kind of reenacting who they are right so y'all you five best friends and you all kind of start to talk the same and feel the same and and whatever and so for him in a manipulative mind frame that's what they do he knew that you and I hung out and so he's going to tell you this is what she's going to do right in hopes that you can influence that change right um and so when you told me that at that point in time it was really hard for me to accept because my dream you know my grandfather came to me and you and i had that little talk about you know why am i in the military what am i doing and that was my purpose right and we were just talking on the way here like you know we don't feel like we have a purpose outside the military sometimes but at that point in time that was my purpose and that's what I wanted because I overcame so many things that people told me that I wasn't going to be able to do right right so having him tell you that was really for me i can look in hindsight you know and go oh i see what he was doing now in that mm-hmm. in that moment all i saw was controlling
1: mhm right well and then i'm an outsider looking in mm-hmm. And I'm in a position where my job is to take care of you in a sense, um, but also respect your boundaries as a person, yep. um, kind of honoring what you want to do, you know, and I know just by being around you and talking to you so much that you weren't wanting to get out of the military. That wasn't your plan at all. Mm-hmm.
0: So... It's one of the things I I love to do is self-reflection. I self, uh, the self-reflection aspect for me allows me to see the things that I've done, see the things that I've put up with my own choices as, as humans, we make our own choices. And I feel that that's something that people really need to grasp on and take it, you know, take responsibility for as we make our own choices. Right. But, um, you know, we ask ourselves, why, why do we go through all the negative things that we do? Um, and there's really no answer for it other than, you know, we have to identify why and what and maybe change the question as to why, not why am I going through this, but what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. And again, that's part of that self-growth now is I look at it and I'm like, I can learn from the past. Now, my my fabulousness had not figured that out until this last year, again, <laughs> 20 some odd years later. So I've continued to make the same cycle, right? right. But I've noticed that and I am self-identifying. I allowed that cycle, and then I've allowed a couple more cycles to continue. But growth-wise, it's important that we identify those. And it's good that we identify from another perspective, an outside perspective, because you've known me for
1: a long time. A long time, right? (laughs) A
0: long time. So you have seen during that the aftermath. Yeah, all the way up until now, and there was a, a a chunk of of time where you and I, I mean, being military moved all over, right? That we you know we lost connection, mm-hmm. um, but we we jumped right back in as if
1: nothing ever there was, happened. There, yeah. was no, yeah,
0: there was no yeah, there's no time. <laughs> so, what to you did you see in the aftermath of when I finally got out?
1: I saw you. Not struggling mentally, not struggling physically, more happy. You've always been mature for your age. I noticed, and that's probably why we got along because there is such an age gap there uh, between us. You're aging um, yourself. Be careful. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I'm sure most people <laughs> can tell. Um, but yeah, I've. I just feel like you just you found yourself again for that time frame. Because mm-hmm. we know that, you know, afterwards um, there were other things to come. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like you felt like, okay, I have a voice. I have a sense of freedom, mm-hmm. you know. And that was what I was trying to do. And, and I think we did really well with establishing your freedom, mm-hmm. right? Because you lived off base. You were tied down in the house there, Um you didn't really have that freedom, but the military does give that to you Mm -hmm. in a sense, you know, with the housing and the medical, it's, it's Mm -hmm. almost like you're in control of that situation and not the other person Mm -hmm. when it's, when it's military and Mm non-military. So, um, yeah, I've seen quite a bit of change from just that time moving forward in in steps. It's never been like a big gush of change, but it's slowly gotten you. Listen, so we all place. learn. Right. We all learn. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, um, so the trauma that you witnessed, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of sent you some questions to kind of get your mind. Cause again, you know, talking in, in decades here, um, how have you seen my relationship with others evolve over time with aspect of those traumas?
1: Like a roller coaster in the beginning, you know, because I refer to your parents as mom and dad because that's how, I've, how mm-hmm. close we got, right? Yep. Um, I feel like there were some times where your relationship with them sank because your relationship with Jeff sank. And I think all of you were living together at the time, right? So I think your parents were really nervous about what was going to happen, Um where they were going to go, where you were going to go. You know, I feel like they wanted to be around you and and JJ, mm-hmm. you know, and didn't want to lose that, didn't want to see you separate, wanted to see you work through it. Um, I'm not even really sure that they – I would assume they knew what was going on, but not totally sure. Um, but just you were happier in some aspects with certain relationships, and you weren't so happy – and other aspects with your relationships.
0: So I'm, I'm glad you pointed it out because and that was one of the things that I was hoping that you were going to identify because, again, in the self-growth aspect, I, and we were talking on the way here, one of the things that I noticed throughout time as I as I go back. Right. And you say there's relationships that I was OK in and happy with mm-hmm. and there's other relationships I was I wasn't part of that being my parents, um, other being friendships or or just, you know, relationships in general. Reason being is I was so tied up in that I could never get any better, right? I self-identified some of the issues growing up on how confrontation or conflict was handled, right? Which is a lot different mm-hmm. than it is now. Even my parents to this day have grown. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. Tremendously. Oh, yeah. And so I was looking for certain... Uh, qualities in people that I didn't realize were the negative aspects of people that I I didn't need right so some of the relationships that I hung on to were totally detrimental Mm -hmm. and had I realized this stuff back then it would have totally changed the course of my relationships moving forward but I didn't I was young yeah I was
1: 20 were you were were really young
0: yeah and so nobody expects that. I mean, sometimes, I mean, we're still parenting kids at 20. And yeah. in, in a way, it was my parents were living with me. And, you know, it was kind of the other way around. Not to anybody's accord. That's just how it was. Right. Yeah. So um, I can look back and I'm, like I said, I'm glad because those relationships had nothing but the negative that I should have dumped in the trash. Yeah. Right. So. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Good. Um, so um, we both we both have kind of gone through uh, personal growth and personal change over the last right. years. And so what are you – so looking at some of the things that you saw that affected me, um, how do you or did you see them affect me moving forward until we hit that – gosh, what was it, 10-10 –
1: 10, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, 10. It was the
0: last time that you and I saw each other. Yes, right when I got married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so up to then, we were still kind of in contact here right. and there. And then I came out to sunny Arizona. Thank God you had me come out <laughs> in the fall. Um, knowing what I know now. <laughs> um, so it, look at looking at those, you know, relationships. How have you seen some of my relationships kind of differ? In the past.
1: Are you talking as far as like intimate relationships? Mm-hmm. Or are you talking as far as friendships? What are you?
0: Kind of as, I mean, there. so relationships for me um, can mean friendships. They can mean my parental relationships, my friendships. Okay. Um, I mean, even my, my intimate relationship with my ex-husband, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, because I, I can always say, we can always look and be like, oh, well, This is what I did wrong or this is what I saw. Right. But, again, it's always nice to have that outside perspective looking in of how did you treat the situation? How did you treat the relationship? Right.
1: So I think you describing in your last episode how some of your trauma affected your life Mm -hmm. And not knowing, I even, as your really good friend, didn't know a lot of those details of Mm -hmm. things that had happened. But piecing that together, um, I think you were always searching for somebody that was going to give you that validation. And like many of us, it didn't matter where it came from, whether it was negative or positive, but let's try to find the positive in each person, even though the negative might outweigh the positive, um, with Jason, Jason, um, I believe that he was a lot different than Jeff, uh-huh. um, in more ways than one, but he had his flaws mm-hmm. and I mean, we all have our flaws, right? Sure. Yeah. So the abuse might not have been there physically. Um, but I feel like Jason might've been in a different time in his life than you were um but because you weren't experiencing that abuse um maybe you you know you found something in him that that you, you enjoyed you know um with him I feel like it was more of a convenience marriage than it was or hey I have someone there mm-hmm. because Jason played a lot of video games and mm-hmm. I feel like that was. Even knowing Jason, from working with Jason and him being married to Amy, was the center of his life. He would come home and it would be video games. You know, we came over to hang out with you, it would be video games. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like a lot of his attention was diverted towards that. But again, you were looking for somebody to satisfy those needs, those gaps. But you don't want to be alone either. You had a baby, Mm -hmm. you know, you... I mean, as all of us want to be with somebody, yeah. um, you know, like you said, growth. Yeah.
0: So it's it's really good that you pointed out that, you know, with Jason and, and talking about validation. So one of the the cycles that I have learned, right, um, this year is kind of what happened in the, the first and what happened in the second, mm-hmm. right? Number one was totally different than number two.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: As where in, in, in the first relationship, I was getting so much negative mm-hmm. attention, but it was attention. Right. Right. So my feelings were not validated. My voice was not validated. Um, I, was not, I was not living the life that I wanted, but I was living it because somebody was paying attention to me and somebody mm-hmm. was giving me, again... Attention just happened to be negative, right? Right. So when I left, when I I finally said enough is enough, I can't do this anymore, Um, and I I met Jason, it was convenience. Mm -hmm. He was a great dad. Yes. Phenomenal dad. But what I didn't get from him was the attention. Yes. Right, the positive, the positive, and even the negative. And Jason's not a negative type no, person, right? No. So very quiet. Yep. Um, but for for that relationship, it was, I just need attention, right? Touch me, talk to me, yell at me. I don't care, right? right. Because we were so, both of us had went through so much trauma. Mm-hmm. Jason had dealt with, you know, being deployed and and that trauma in itself, right? And then his ex. And their trauma, you know what I mean? And, right. And their relationship as to where we were both like, okay, we have physically have somebody and we're okay. Yeah. But both of us mentally had a wall up. Mm-hmm. And that wall for him was a lot different than the wall was for me. And he wasn't recognizing his trauma. Right. And wasn't dealing with it. I didn't recognize my trauma, and I wasn't dealing with it. I just recognized the surface level stuff, right? right. I was getting beat. I was getting locked in closets. I was getting, yeah. you know, phones bashed in, in the whole nine yards. I had to leave. Why? Because yes. I'm pregnant. I have to. I have to survive for my baby. Right. Right. So then I, I, I step out and I get into this relationship with a very quiet individual.
1: hmm And I'm like, dude. <laughs> like one aspect to the other. I literally, that's the, yeah. Like <laughs> one, one end extreme. Of the, yeah.
0: And so, um. You know, I look back and I was like, man. And so our relation, like his and I's relationship went like this. Yes. He was gone all the time. Right. Right. Again, no fault of his own. But that didn't help our marriage at all either. Right. And then when he was home, he wasn't mentally home. Mm-hmm. I would constantly do stuff
1: with the kids. And mm-hmm. where was he? Yes. You know. And that's okay. Like his escape. I, I believe yeah. that was Jason's escape. Yeah. But he sacrificed a lot yeah. of your marriage for mm-hmm. that escape. Yeah.
0: Yep, And and him not being able to deal with his trauma either totally didn't help. And I'm going to say at night. I'm not going to say in the bedroom. I'm going to say at night because when he slept, Jason didn't sleep. Yeah. Right? It was like, I can't tell you how many times I have bruised ribs from him, you know, kicking and punching and screaming in his sleep and him not knowing that he's doing it. Yeah. You know? And I can't tell him that. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear it. They don't that, want to recognize that. No, and it, it's a guy. Guys are like, man, I'm tough, I'm strong, I got this.
1: It's okay to be vulnerable. it's <laughs> well, you know. a combat veteran mindset mm-hmm. anyway. Yep. Um, Both male and female, but more male. Mm-hmm. So... I could see where that was hard for you and
0: we were just talking on the way over here the difference between first responder and and military and kind of like how they're trained and whatnot and we won't even go into how the military is trained right now Um, (laughs) yeah let's not different episode everybody (laughs) no Um, so for us it's you know the PTSD aspect for it is not dealt with at all right and the amount of and the different kind of PTSD that we have to deal with right um Is hard. Yeah. You know, um, again, first responders. Okay, we've dealt with it. We're done. We're moving on. We were just talking. Why Do they ever, though? No. But again, like, they're not. That's how they're trained. And for military, it's like, okay, we've seen all of this. We didn't have the ability to shut it off. And now we're required to shut it off when we get home. Yeah. And there's no help. So going through both of those. As a spouse and as a member myself, I'm like, dude, how do you deal with this? Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel like I just kind of tossed in the towel and said, I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't do it anymore. And I was searching for that validation from him of like, I need you. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so that, yeah. And what about now? Let me, let me ask you now, (laughs) what, what do you
1: see now? I see a outgoing, uh, ambitious and happy Cassie. Um, I do. I mean, we all deal with stuff, you know, in our lives that we may not show to everybody. But as far as you talking about your feelings or being able to say how you feel, um, that's an option now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, does it always breathe the? best responses from people no but you are just you're independent you i, I can't describe ambitious anymore you're you're just ambitious you're a go getter you're you're wanting to live the life that you never got to live mm-hmm. and now you're able to do that because it doesn't feel like you have these negative you know influences
0: so there is <clears throat> and you and I know cuz you're one of my best friends you know right? that there's still a lot of negative that's sitting in um and we won't name names or or anything like that, but there's still a lot of negative right How do you see me deal with the negative?
1: I see you trying uh to make it work this the circumstances now are different. I see you um making an effort because you know it's worth it um but i I feel like that doesn't hold you down anymore mm-hmm. You have that independence regardless of the negativity, which in the past when you were experiencing negative, it was, hey, I'm going to like shut down. I'm going to recluse, mm-hmm. you know, um, being able to get you on your. I think the military can be accredited for a lot of your independence, mm-hmm. the beginning of your independence journey, not yeah. that you experience everything right away. but. I think that's where you learned to gain your independence. I think that's where a lot of us learn to gain our independence. Um, I just see you very just. I don't, I don't let the negative hold me back anymore. No, you keep going. And, and that's the one thing I do admire about you because we're different in that aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, when I experience negative, it affects me in so many different ways. When you experience negative, I, I couldn't tell walking down the street, but you, I have a, I don't have a poker face, right? So if something's bothering me, you're going to know. You, (laughs) know, It's like, I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm going to deal with Mm -hmm. this. I mean, sure, are there times where I can tell something's bothering you? Mm -hmm. Yes, because I've known you for long enough, but not all the time. right? Um, I could tell all the time uh, in the earlier years. Yeah, I could tell all the time. Hey, something happened last Mm -hmm. night. Something's not right. You know, now I can't. So one of the reasons
0: that – you can't now is because I finally realized that there's a choice and that choice is mine. People cannot and should not be controllers of your emotions and your feelings. So if, if you're mad at me and you yell at me and you scream at me and you tell me I'm a horrible person, it is my choice to look at you and validate that that is how I feel. Or I can look at you and say, okay, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's your choice to feel that way. If I've done something negative to to make you feel that way, I do apologize. Let's have a conversation about it. Right. But other than that, it's my choice to be happy. It's my choice to be sad. It's my choice to be angry. It is my choice. And right now, a lot of people that are in trauma situations give that choice and give that, that angle to the other person. And they shouldn't. And again, it's taken me 20 some odd years to figure this out. Trust me, right? I am not perfect. I am perfectly flawed, as one we of my, my friends likes to say it. But um, it, it's my choice. And so that is something that has been able to free me. Right. And so I definitely encourage everybody, and you and I have had this conversation of, you know, when you're feeling something, feelings need to be validated. Right. right? Because that's an internal thing of how you feel. So when you're sitting down having a conversation with somebody that you you truly have a good relationship with or you're trying to have a good relationship with, whether it be friend, intimate, parents, it doesn't matter, right? Communication is 100% key. Right. Like, I can't tell you. I've watched my parents. My parents have been together for 37 years. Jeez. Yeah. That's a
1: long time. Yeah, they're old as dirt. <laughs> and I hope they hear that. Now I'm just kidding.
0: Um, but I've watched their communication. Now, mind you, when I was a little kid growing up, um, you know, a little bit into to my childhood, my parents would yell and scream at each other. And I had a therapist ask me, she's like, OK, how how are, how is conflict resolution in your house? And I was like, mm. <laughs> do you really want that answer? So conflict resolution in my house was yelling and screaming and then part ways to calm down right, after the fight, and then they'd come together afterwards and talk it out. Right. Now, mind you, as a child, all you hear is the yelling and screaming. You don't hear the comf- the, the resolution afterwards, right? Right, yeah, they've, exactly. They've calmed down, they've picked up the pieces of whatever plate or, you know, whatever they've done or hole that they're patching and come to that. And I think that that's a flaw in a lot of parents where they need to have their kids hear the communication – and the, the resolution be working after the fact because right. that has totally changed my perception on how a conflict is dealt with. Yep. Right. And because I will st- and I will stand there and I will keep poking. Right. I'm that poker. <laughs> like you're not leaving until this shit's figured until out. Until it's
1: resolved. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's been a huge issue in every single one of my relationships.
1: Well, I could see that and how that stems from your past. Mm-hmm. Um, you want things dealt with. You don't want to yeah. sweep them under the rug because oh. then you're back to square one. Mm-hmm. And who knows what type of situation you're putting yourself into when you do that. Right. You know, I'm, I feel the same way, you know.
0: Yeah. After all those years, you don't want to... Mm-hmm. Y- if you've taken 10 steps forward, what human on this earth wants to take 10 steps back? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Right. You started climbing this mountain. You've gotten so close. Nobody wants to fall back down to the bottom. Right. right. So for me, I really looked at that and I was like, dang, that's, <laughs> you know, like I, I it makes me want to reach out to a lot of people and be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you right. Know? Because I get not everybody can be pushed and everybody deals with conflict differently. Right? right. There are certain people that conflict is, let me just sit here, be quiet. Cause as soon as they're done yelling and screaming me, everything will be fine. Right. Right. <laughs> that is the worst, right? Because that to us looks like pick it up, sweep it under. Okay, I'm we're not good. dealing with it, right? And then, okay, what's next for today? Right. Uh. So for me, the con, the the conflict. That's how I dealt with conflict, right? And so whenever there was an issue, it wasn't about actually dealing with the resolution and getting down to the nitty gritty. It was who's gonna have the last word and who's gonna win.
1: Right. Yeah. I have to
0: catch myself now sometimes where I'm like, really, dude? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Mm, so what you're saying, I'm validating, right? Like right. I've got to stop because it's a growth thing. Yeah. So, but I want people to understand and realize that it's okay. You know, having, having those issues is okay. You just have to realize like, how do you deal with conflict? How do you, are you going to self-identify? Are you going to accept vulnerability? Yeah. Are you going to validate people and their feelings? And are you going to choose how you react? Right. Yeah. So, you know, as as parents, you know, you have kids. I have kids. I love them with every gray hair that I have on my head. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Don't we all? Right? So for you as a mom, what does it look like for resolution for your kids? So uh, we've all been going through a lot right? And you look at, and I'll just say kids in general right now, right? But, you know, kind of think about your own, how do they deal with conflict? You know, I've never really thought about that. So, and, in well, (laughs) how do they deal with conflict as compared to how you deal with conflict and how you, your husband deals with conflict? So think about that because we, we want our kids to be unique, right? We want them to feel comfortable expressing themselves, right? Putting makeup on and saying, oh, girl, you look so cute. And you're going, oh, my gosh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but in all reality, that's an expression of themselves. Yep. And so being on the girl's journey, I, I really encourage people to sit back and let their kids write their own stories.
1: Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree, and, and I do see how each of them are unique, right? Mm-hmm. But I do see how they represent us. Yes. <laughs> like my youngest and my second oldest are a lot like my husband. Mm-hmm. My son mm-hmm. and my oldest oldest is a lot like me. Mm-hmm. So they, yep. but you know, Nathan's more funny when he's stressed or upset, right. you know? Yep. Um. And I like that about him. Yeah. I like that he can just laugh it off and but still he you know you know he's dealing yeah. with that conflict but he's yep. like okay how do i make this right easy yep
0: and and one of the things i tell my kids all the time and so i it's funny because i've had multiple uh people that are close to me in my life i'm very open with my kids mhm yes. like to the point where i sat down with my son mm-hmm. and we had to have the conversation right the birds and the bees and right. whatever and i got oh my gosh you had that conversation and not his dad mhm Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a, okay. A, it's a part of life, right? Right. Let's just come on. But B, I always want my kids to feel open and welcome to come talk to me about any problems they have. Right. Right. Now, mind you, each kid's different.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Each kid's different. But they, my oldest definitely is like, mom, this is how I'm feeling.
1: Yeah. To me, that's huge. Yeah, Cause that I, is that's a big step. Could you do that as a kid? Uh, no. Oh, no. I no. no. My nope. dad was very shut down, like this, mm-hmm. as far as his emotions or anything of yep. that nature. So no, I never felt like I could yeah. go to them.
0: Kim, you couldn't do that either, could you? <laughs> no, yeah. So it, it's it's definitely it's definitely different for every generation, right? Right. And I don't feel like we're we're growing or building up soft children, right? But It's going to stop a lot of conflict. Right. And my kids see each and every day like, okay, mom's trying to communicate. Why is mom trying to communicate? Yeah. Right? Because if there's not open communication, what do you have?
1: Uh, You bottle it in. But Mm -hmm. that's a good thing on you to take what you've experienced in life Mm -hmm. and project that onto your children. Mm -hmm. Because... If they go through life not knowing that they can communicate, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. You're just restarting the cycle. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like it, somebody's got to break the cycle. You yes. Know? So. Yes. That's. that's
0: mm-hmm. Let's be honest. My stupid ass did that cycle <laughs> one <laughs> too many times.
1: Didn't we all?
0: Right? Uh, um, yeah. But again, it's a learning curve. Right. Right? So. So yeah, so I definitely I I love that you brought that up because I was like, man, that was one of my like biggest aha moments. And I'm like, oh, yeah. How how is how are my choices affecting my kids? Yeah. And how can I change that now that they're teens? Thank God I got a little one that you know I can start all over on. Yes.
1: But, uh, just kidding. A lot different of a situation too.
0: So you're. Um, So I asked you, uh, I sent you the other one too, you know, is there anything from past relationships that are different now um, as far as friends and, you know, personal, intimate ones? And you look, and I, and I want you to look at my friendships um, specifically. Right. So in the past, it was very I would say superficial. there was only really a couple of people that I had like in my little circle that you were close to, right and I've always been a giver, mm-hmm. however, not as not as maybe genuine and not as much as I am now, right so when you and I have conversations about our, our friendship, how is it? different now like how is our friendship different now than it was from then to you got married
1: definitely the roles are reversed like we talk about (laughs) right who's the
0: boss now (laughs) i now work for you
1: (laughs) it's not yes um you're just more happy to be around your friends um you had a lot of reservations to going out and doing things, especially being a new mom and stuff like that. And your first child, you know, um, do you feel like our friendship
0: is completely different than it was?
1: Yes. In a good way. Like it wasn't ever a bad, it was right. never, there was never any negative other than, you know, we had a couple of disagreements here and there. What? Who
0: doesn't, Right. you
1: know? Um, But communication-wise, definitely. Like, you've always been able to communicate with me, but now it's so much more than that. You're able to really tell me everything, whether it's good or bad, you know?
0: And and remember when I moved here, right? Yeah. So we're going on four four years now, right? Yeah. So remember when I moved here, communication between us was...
1: I think that was both of us because... Mm -hmm. I'm at a different stage in my life where Mm -hmm. I've now been on deployment. I've come back. You've been, you know, living your life in Michigan. We come back. And you and I had that break where we didn't get to know each other's part of the life for a while. Mm -hmm. So the way we were able to communicate was so different. Mm -hmm. And I think it caused friction in the beginning. But Mm -hmm. then you taught me, hey, you know, this is how we should talk. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was a gift to me. Like, okay, I need to sit back and reflect and think about how am I communicating? Maybe my I'm wrong for once in my life, you know, mentality-wise. I will not tell your husband that you said that because you are never wrong. That's why I- <laughs> <laughs> he knows I admit I'm wrong sometimes.
0: <laughs> but legit, there has been a huge growth between you and I mm-hmm. in the last four years. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of that comes from that self-growth aspect of, you know what? I need to validate what is going through, right? Because we each have our own little things that we go through. And there is an aspect where selfishness was living. That was my life was selfishness. Yeah. And I don't mean like me particularly, like my whole situation was nothing but selfishness. And when it, as soon as it got identified, what happened?
1: Yeah, everything was...
0: <laughs> yeah, like Gold crap time. just flip-flopped and we're like, oh, okay, like yeah. I'm no longer gonna allow selfishness to control yeah. my world, right? Right. And so literally, gosh, we, let's see, we stopped talking for what? Almost a year, wasn't it?
1: 2010.
0: No, no, no. So when oh. I get back, so it was February of 21...
1: Oh, you're talking about when you moved here yeah, to Arizona. So I okay, here, I was yeah. a little confused because I know there was a break in us not talking just because of life. Yeah, um, just life in general. But, um, um, yeah, it was it was about a year. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep, so it was right before I got pregnant
0: and then right before I had her. Yeah. Well, so it was, okay, so February to November because you guys were at the baby shower. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Nine months. A little, yeah. yeah. So pregnancy. Still you know. still
1: a long time. <laughs> the mm-hmm. long,
0: yeah. The pregnancy is <laughs> long, yeah. So there was nine months where you and I were able to grow and mm-hmm. we were able to see like, okay, this is really now who Bree is. This yeah. is really who, who Cassie is. Right. And then we were able to come together. So right. again, conflict resolution, right? And it was all about, okay, it's okay that people take a step back and say, hey, you know what? I just need a breather, right? And we respected that. Mm
1: -hmm. We didn't, you
0: know. And when we came back, we're like, okay, listen, like we both admitted our wrongs. We both admitted being dumb, right? Right. I refuse to take responsibility for men, just for the record. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. So you know, but even but even you know, Dusty was like, yo, sis, you know, I'm sorry, and so which
1: is huge for him.
0: It it is huge, definitely huge for him. And so growth is ever evolving and it's ever changing and I think people need to remember that you never stop growing and so I go back to my mantra of be better than you were yesterday Mm -hmm. and I live by that because there is proof every single day that when you strive to be better and you strive to to learn and educate yourself and transform into a better person and realize that God made you perfect and it's you that flawed yourself, right? And then working on those flaws
1: will humble people. Right. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it'll humble them and it'll allow them to realize, you know what? I am not going to do this forever. I am not going to be this way. forever. I don't have to be this way forever. Right. I can change. And the change can always be a positive. But again, it's a choice. Right. So... Well, Brie, I want to thank you so much for being vulnerable and coming on because I know it's nerve-wracking. Yes. I know my my episodes where I'm nervous. I'm like, right, 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 right? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a validation of like, oh, my gosh. And I was actually talking to, to one of my friends today, and I, I made it, that comment. like I'm listening to my podcast,
1: and I'm going, oh, my gosh, I sounded terrible. But other people aren't seeing that. Exact,
0: that's exactly what he said. He's like, do you know only 5% actually here and I'm going okay but there's still five <laughs> no, percent but but it's legit it is me going okay and self-identifying now you can really honest to God like go back and listen and be like wow she really did right I was nervous yeah. I, my anxiety was through the roof and so when I say in those podcasts like oh my anxiety's through the roof, Girl, my anxiety was through the roof, right? Well, right? this right? is the
1: first time I've done something like this. So you did phenomenal. Oh, yes. um, well, she I had an, an awesome narrator over here. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for notes
0: right now. I'm just kidding. So, all right. So thank you. I love you.
1: I love you. You're welcome.
0: So everybody, thank you so much for listening for uh, with us today. I look forward to getting on the next one and talking to you guys about growth getting rid of the negativity because we all know that negativity surrounds us too much have a wonderful day everybody i appreciate you guys listening for more information more reels more crazy stories into my crazy hot mess of a life hop on my instagram it's the hot mess express h-o-t-t the hot mess express thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time